Blog Talk Radio. Let's see. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let me see if we have sound first. Jonathan, are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay, good. We've had some studio issues, and I'm like, you better not on draft day <laughs> screw with me. Okay? You, <laughs> you better not come on. Look, look, there's three things in life that I look forward to, Jonathan. One, the first day of college football. Number two, mm-hmm. the first day of NFL football. Number three, mm-hmm. the NFL draft, okay? Those three things, and then March Madness, of course. But the NFL draft, think about the first three things that I like the most involve football, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that because your first day of college, first day of pro, and then you have the drafts where the two come together at its finest. You know, and then for, for guys like us, this is a great day because we've watched these kids grow and develop from what they once were, and now we get a chance to see – where we're going, where we're going to see them at the next level. You know, we have a better scouting report on them than most people do, because I mean, we watched them for four years. We know these kids inside and out. Some of these kids we've we've been paying attention to since they were seniors in high school. You know. Exactly, and let me give everybody the format tonight. What we're going to do from six to eight Eastern, we're going to preview this draft. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk. I've got a website here that has prop bets, and we're gonna we're gonna bet on some things. I mean, we're gonna I'm gonna use the you the listener, you the experts out there, and you tell me whether I'm right or wrong. If we're gonna go through the list, and then at eight Eastern, the couch potato, um, Sonny Clark and Cuervo, they're gonna take us home, Jonathan. We're gonna go home with them all the way through the draft live. And if you go back the last three years on this show, we are we have killed ESPN. I mean, it's it's about like Donald Trump, what he's doing to Ted Cruz right now. It's about what we do to ESPN. <laughs> we win. We win. We win. That's what we do. We win. And so, want to make sure everybody's happy tonight. And I think uh, I see a, a Mr. Cuervo with us right now. Jonathan, is this? Cuervo's chomping at the bit right now. Cuervo, welcome to the show, my friend. What's going on, gentlemen? Man, just getting pumped up for this draft and hard day hard day in the office and now we've gotta hey, we gotta Carmen, focus on the getting, important things in life. Getting pumped? Getting pumped? I woke up pumped because it's draft day, man. Like this is one of the most exciting days if you're an NFL or a college man. That's all I've been thinking about all day. I couldn't even focus that well, word. Cuervo, Cuervo, I told Jonathan, I said the number one thing I look forward to is the first day of college football. Number two, opening night in the NFL. Number three, the NFL draft. I mean, how <laughs> and, and at top, I mean, the NFL is, is on center stage tonight. I mean, screw whatever is happening in the NBA playoffs. Nobody cares about the Hawks or the Celtics. Screw politics tonight. It's all about the NFL draft. Am I right, Cuervo? I, I, you know, I, I hope so. I mean, for most people, you know, that's that should be the final for us. It is, but for those that aren't uh, focused on the draft tonight, either you're just not a sports person, or you just don't have a pulse, or I don't know, something's wrong with you because 
tonight, like you said, the NFL, you know, as it always does, takes center stage. And honestly, you know, what what better what better event in in what better city? And tell me, tell me, Jonathan. I mean, who's gonna put this draft on tilt tonight? What team out there? You, you know what I mean by tilt? Who's gonna mm-hmm. Who's gonna take someone and screw up everybody's draft? And all of a sudden, these teams start panicking, picking people we've never even heard of. They just going down the list, going, "Oh hell, they just took my guy. Let me Let me rush and take somebody I don't even know." Who's gonna do it tonight? Uh, it's funny uh, you bring that up because I had a conversation with uh, a couple of good friends last night about who who does the draft hinge on? Who's the team that that really can throw this loopy? And one of the teams that I, I you know I, that was mentioned to me was San Diego. Now I don't agree with that. I think at this point we all kind of know where San Diego's where San Diego's going to go. So. The team that I'm keeping my eye on right now is the Dallas Cowboys. Because if Jerry gets his way, they'll take Zeke Elliott. If Steven gets his way, they'll probably take Joey Bosa. If Steven kind of lets it, if Steven and his dad come together, they'll take Jalen Ramsey. It's a complete mess right there for the Cowboys because you don't really know where they're going to go. Now, the Ravens could flip the straps upside down, whether they take a guy or if they trade back. Uh, the 49ers can really do some shaking up. Um, and I hate to say it, but the Buccaneers could really shake things up because for the top eight picks, everybody kind of has a feel of what guys are going to go in the top eight. And number nine, nobody knows what the Bucks are going to do. I mean, it has been a wild card all week. So that's really, I think, going to be the team to keep an eye on because that's a team that could reach for somebody um, or take somebody that nobody thought they would take, and everybody just starts panicking. I think they could take your Tampa Bay could take Laquan Treadwell, Cuervo. Who's who's the team that could could just set this draft on tilt tonight? Guys, I, I think I'm going to go into way left field on this one, but I but I, you got to give me a minute now. Please hear me out on what on my theory on this. Okay, the team that I think that could possibly really turn this thing upside down is the Philadelphia Eagles at number two. You know why? Because <laughs> I personally, I personally, I'm not sold. Okay, we can, we, I, Mel Kiper, I know he's been doing this in this business for 30 years now, okay? And, you know, Mick Shea is, has been established and Mayox and all these guys that are on TV. Everybody is, is just convinced you know, as convinced as they are that the sky is blue, that the Eagles are taking a quarterback at number two. Are they really though? Do, are you real? Do you really? Are you really that sold on it? Because nope. here's my thing. Here's mm-hmm. my consuls who they may want, and they knew they had to go up high to get him if they wanted. And, and, and that's a possibility. But I'm telling you, that could really. And, and the team that is going to hit the panic button is probably if if the Eagles do not take Wentz or Goff at two, whoever, whichever quarterback the Rams don't take, the San Francisco 49ers are on the phone moving up. That that's that's really what I think because mm. at that point, if if the other quarterback is still available after two, like I said, I mean you're going to have San Francisco trying to move up, 
hell, you may, and this this sounds even crazier, you may have a team like the Denver Broncos trying to move up that far up. And, and I know it sounds nuts, but come on, this is the draft. Anything can happen, guys. So it, it, yeah. I don't see that well, happening, but you just never know. We'll see what Sonny Clark has to say. Sonny, welcome to the show. Who's that team that's going to put the, the draft on tilt tonight? Well, I think the team that's really going to do it, it it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that if somebody offers the right thing, I think the Dallas Cowboys may move out of the number four position. I say that because I've been hearing for weeks and weeks and weeks, all defense, defense, defense. And if you think about the Dallas Cowboys and what their greatest needs are, the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at needs and you look at the long term situation for your football team, it has to be the person that, really protects your quarterback. Now, I know we've talked about this going back into the defensive side of the ball, but I'm going to tell you the Dallas Cowboys have their couple – I think they got their couple eyes on a couple of offensive linemen that they don't need to be at the number four position in order to get, and they might be able to trade out of that position and still be able to get one or two guys – on that offensive line. I am not convinced the Dallas Cowboys are going defense. They have been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And what do we always say about the NFL draft the week before and the two weeks before? Everybody's lying. So the fact is, is I'm the only one anywhere that has been mentioning the Dallas Cowboys taking an offensive lineman. So watch out. Trade out. Go down. Grab your offensive lineman. And you'll be, I think they'll be set. Well, I want to say something right here. Like, you know, the first pick overall in the draft, and Jonathan, I'm going to start with you when I'm I'm asking this question, then we'll move to Cuervo and Sonny, is you trade up and you, you get the best. When you're at this position in the draft, when you're when you're the number one pick overall, and that's you're the Rams, you're the Eagles, you take the best player possible, I think. I don't. I know you, you have needs, you draft towards needs, but you can get a quarterback later if you have to, but I find it very hard to believe that the Rams and the Eagles are going to take quarterbacks that are, are ranked 10th and 11th. Like, if you look at ESPN, you look at the rankings, the grades out. I mean, Goff's 11, Wentz is 10. Jonathan, I mean, did the Rams give the future up to go get a player that they, they probably could have gotten later a little bit? I just – what if neither the Rams or the Eagles take a quarterback first? What's going to happen to this draft? Well, if that happened, it'd be pandemonium. Yeah, I mean, if that happened, it'd be pandemonium, but that's not what's going to happen. You don't give up what those teams gave up to take a left tackle and a safety. Uh, that That's just looking at the history of how this has all worked out. They're both going to take quarterbacks. It's going to be golf one, Wentz two. I mean, you know, we can all pray for the shakeup and everything. And, you know, Mike Mayock <laughs> pipes up with yesterday, both these quarterbacks, are as good and as talented as James Winston <laughs> and Marcus Mariota. I'm talking about no, the sense of the war. I mean, granted, Mayock's the same guy that said uh, Blaine Gavin was better than Cam Newton. So, I, I mean, I, I, I look at this. Both teams are going to take quarterbacks. They gave up way too much uh, to, to not uh, afford to. Because, I mean, they mortgage your, you don't mortgage your next two drafts for a safety. You don't mortgage your next two drafts for a left tackle. You know, especially when both those teams have left tackles. 
Yeah, I mean, you you may be right, but I'm just thinking, like, I, I don't remember a time when somebody was number one overall and didn't get really one of the top players. I mean, there's Bosa out there. He can change a defense, uh, Cuervo. Laramie Tunsil's, I mean, we've got the guy Cam Robinson coming out of Alabama next year in the same kind of boat. Ramsey from Florida State, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, Wentz and Goff, they both suck, I'm telling you. They're never going to make the playoffs of these teams. There's a reason why they keep drafting over and over and over and over and over every year at the top. It's because they suck. And every quarterback they get sucks. So, I mean, what what's going to change? Well, I mean, we need to break this curse that's going on with these teams trying to get these quarterbacks and turn them into Cam Newton. It's not going to happen. Well, I mean, the only way I, it's going to change, Tarvin, is that you've got to change your, your mentality and your attitude towards the draft. You know, the, these these teams, the reason they keep getting the same results is because they keep making the same mistakes. They it's like Jonathan said, you know, they hit the panic button and they oh, draft a guy that they probably could have gotten, you know, around later or something like this. just like, look at where the Buffalo Bills are, guys. All right. And this is not a shot at you, Jonathan. I'm going to talk about a former Seminole quarterback here. But EJ Manuel, do you guys remember? Sucks. What, He's awful. Yeah. He's terrible. <laughs> he, he was horrendous. He should have never been drafted. Yeah, well, at least not in the top 15, right? I mean, you could have got him in the third round, and, hey, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the Buffalo Bills, they went up there. They, I don't know if they, you know, because of the way that quarter, that, that draft was going, with where, where all the quarterbacks were just, I mean, in the snap of a finger, three guys were taken. And Buffalo was like, holy crap, what do we do? So, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they traded up to, like, 15 or 17, whatever it was, and they grabbed the EJ Manuel, and everybody's just like, "What the hell just happened?" Mm-hmm. And EJ yeah. Manuel, I'm, I'm, that's, that's the most shocked I've ever been in a draft was that big. Yeah, so I mean, that it could with teams like that, you know. And, and I'm sorry, I mean, the Buffalo Bills have they've done some good things, but when was the last time they? I mean, they, they're not they're still not a playoff team four years after they drafted Manuel. I, I don't think they've progressed much as a franchise. They've made trades for LaShawn McCoy. Uh, you know, they – I mean, they they, I, they pretty much tried everything they could to really get to that next level as a franchise, and it just hasn't worked out. But what you notice is they're, they're a team that sometimes you're not talking about them, but they they hit that button and they say, crap, we got to move up. They did the same thing. I, I believe they – trade up to get C.J. Spiller. I, I could be wrong, but I thought, I, if I remember, if my memory serves me right, they traded up and they drafted C.J. Spiller, who's not even part of the team yeah. anymore. Uh, and they traded up, uh, they traded a lot for Sammy Watkins, too, and he hasn't exactly worked out either. Yeah, yeah Sammy Watkins and, is another example. And Sonny, are you going to sell the farm to go take a guy that played at North Dakota State that Hasn't proven shit. I mean, is that, is that what this draft's about? Proof in the I, pudding to me. Well, Sonny, I don't know. I, I can't hear you. You must, you must be in a train or something. Sonny's disconnected. But, but I mean, I just can't imagine sitting here, looking and and going up to number two with all this talent out here and saying, you know what? 
I'm going to take a kid, Carson Wentz, out of North Dakota State. I mean, really, come on, guys. I mean, I know you need a quarterback. You can get a quarterback later that's better than this guy. I mean, they pumped him up. I would rather have – God, I would rather have the kid out of Mississippi State or Hackenberg out of Penn State. I mean, there's better quarterbacks, Jonathan, than – then this guy, I mean, you could get him later. You can get other people later that's going to add just as much value. And when you're when you're the Eagles and your defense sucks, why not take a Joey Bosa right off the bat? I mean, I know you've already it's too late because you've already given up the farm, so you have to take this gamble. But damn, you don't need this quarterback right now. You have a quarterback. You need somebody that can actually tackle somebody. And you can get a player like Ramsey or Bosa. You do it. And I think that's where they're going to screw up. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought the the trade seemed very short-sighted. Um, and it's new management trying to make a stamp because you have a new GM, a new coach, so they want their own quarterback. Uh, that, and that's honestly what's really going on here is, is you have, you know, the, the the new guys in charge want, want to put their own stamp on this. I, I It's just every – Every other year, man, there's they, there's always teams who reach for quarterbacks. We remember the you know EJ Manuel in the first round. We had the year where Locker, Ponder, and Gabbert went in the first round. You know you've had you know guys like you know the Ryan Smith, Akili Smith, Jamarcus Lowe. Teams reach for quarterbacks. You know and obviously the Locker, Ponder, Gabbert was probably one of the worst years for that. But teams panic and they reach for a quarterback. They don't. It's oh, he looks really good compared to this draft class. Okay, well, stack him up against Peyton Manning. Stack him up against Andrew Locke, who's a young, a young, good quarterback. Stack him up against Jay. Stack, let's try and put him on an even playing field at the, on an NFL level. Let's not compare him to another average quarterback out of the college ranks because average college quarterbacks are going to suck in the pros. You know, but they're going to hype them up because it's the best of a bad crop. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys, we're going to play a game here. I love games. And we bring Sonny back on. And the game's going to be these prop bets. And this makes you think, guys. This is this is going to make you think. And, and Sonny, I'm going to start with you. Running back oh, no. drafted in the first round, are we going under one and a half or over one and a half? I, I don't uh, the, think there is a – I don't think there's a running back in the first round. I think in the second rounds where you'll see it, and I, but I don't oh. think there's a first rounder out there. There's some teams out there with needs, but also teams are going to be looking at experience and don't want. I I think they want experience more Ezekiel, so than the rookie, even Elliott? though there's not much of a difference. Ezekiel Elliott, you don't think he'll go in the first round? He's the I, only I, one I think will. I, and I, and if he does, I think he falls. I mean, I just think other people are going to find other needs, and then they're going to make the decision. This will all be about where he's drafted and what they're going to pay the guy. But also remember, the NFL draft now is now being, you know, you know, monitored with how much guys are being paid and things of that sort. So you got to look at it as that as well. So it's more about the uh, signing bonuses and everything now, more so than those big contracts that were being signed. I don't know, Elliot. I mean, I don't know. Atlanta is a football team that needs uh, running back, and they may go that route just to help the offense because they need all the offensive help that they can get, even with all their weapons. Well, 
Here's the odds, Cuervo. If you go over one and a half, you get plus 330. That means if you put 100 bucks on it when I say that, you'll win 330. So over one and a half is really the underdog. So under one and a half, if you took under one and a half, you have to lay $450 to win 100. So what it's telling me is there's not more than one running back going to be drafted. And it looks like, to me, Elliot Cuervo is the one – could Henry make it too? That's the question. I think Elliott's a no-brainer in the first round. What do you think here? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, he's, he's going to be – I don't think he falls farther than I would say probably number, what, 13, I think, Miami picks. Uh, I don't think he goes below, you know, lower than 15. So, He's he's a shoe in I think for the first round and you know and I, and I get what Sonny's saying I mean you know it's just not the day and age where you should draft a running back that high however when you have you know when you have a guy of, of his talent and and not even his talent I mean what I love about Elliot is his his um uh, uh, I don't know how to, how would I say this. The, the performances that he had in the big game. The, the performances that he had in the big game. All right, I don't think anybody expected him to go off on Alabama's defense like he did a year and a half ago in, in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl, and when they went on to play for a national championship. And then you look at just overall the way he performed. I mean, he played well against Oregon, and then obviously he had a solid season last year. Uh, so. That's what I like about him the most is his, you know, big game ability, and that's that's what you want in a running back. You want a guy that can oh. that can get you a first down when you need it, that need you get you a big play when you need it. And you know, you got another guy next year that'll be that'll be in the draft, and Leonard Fournette out of LSU, who's going to be the same type of guy that people are going to want. Are you going over or under one and a half? I'm gonna I'm gonna say if I mean. If I had the money to throw away Tarvin, I would go. I would go with the over. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that is telling themselves, "Man, we really, really could use a running back." A team like the New York Giants. You have Derrick Henry. You have you have Derrick Henry out there. You have Henry, the top trophy winner. You I mean, and, I mean, and you could see that, a team the like the Giants. Card. You could see a team like the Giants trade back into the first round. And grab up Derrick Henry if, if they're willing to, uh, you know, give up the, the the pieces to get back in the first round. Johnson over here and and take the risk of the plus three thirty. I think, I mean, that's a tough one because if you put if you took under and and Henry comes up in that first round, you just lost four hundred fifty dollars. What are you going with here? And if so, if you think it's over, who are the two? If it's under, who is who is the one or or will there be a running back taken? Ezekiel Elliott's not making it past the Dolphins at 13. There's not a single other running back who's going to get taken in this first round. But the odds are so terrible that I wouldn't even play it. Uh, but the under, you the under, you wouldn't think Henry's going to make the first round. Why? why no, Derrick Henry's not going to make the first round just because he won the damn Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Okay, let, let's 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 cut that shit. I mean, Kenyon Drake is is rated higher than him. All, right, all, all the scouts right now have Kenyon Drake, his backup, rated higher than him. Right, everybody looked at Derrick Henry and says, oh, my goodness, too many miles. 
He, he carried the ball way too many times yeah. last year. It spooks teams, and not for nothing. Not, not for nothing. But naming Alabama running back under Nick Saban that's coming to the NFL and had rousing success. Mark Ingram, Nobody. average at best. Eddie Lacy, stay off the Happy Meals. Trent Richardson's on what, his fourth team? Everybody's afraid to take an Alabama running back because they're so worked. Because they're so, and they touch yeah. they have so many touches. So Henry's not going to go in the first round. Henry's a second rounder, and according to uh, uh, Alabama's uh, Alabama.com or whatever, AL.com, he might slip <laughs> to the third. So uh, let's let's yeah. get off the Derrick Henry first round train. All right, so you're going under one, one and a half. Yeah. Saying. That's what you're saying. Yep, and, and here's the deal, guys. I, when I saw Henry run 45 times against Auburn, 40 times mm-hmm. against Florida, that, that's what these running backs only have. A, it's like tires, Sonny. You only have a few miles left on them. And Alabama uses all the tread they can on these guys. And when they get to the NFL, they blow that tire right out because they're not using steroids anymore. That's one thing. That's one reason. But uh, anyway, so everybody's <laughs> staying under – Everybody's staying under except Cuervo. Cuervo's feeling a little froggy, so he's trying to jump. He's trying to win at 330. I'm going to say under, and I would lay 100 to lose a 450. So, we'll see. The next one, total wide receivers drafted in the first round. Sonny, we'll start with you. Over three and a half, under three and a half, and it's minus 115 both ways. So, really – I mean, to win this, four wide – if you go over, you have to have four wide receivers or three. Which one's it going to be, you think? I mean, over three-and-a-half or under three-and-a-half in the receiver category? Well, I think the receiver is one of those weird positions that I think are going to be – I think a lot of teams are going to be taking. I mean, because there's a lot of teams out there that want to go, you know, defensive side of the ball or, you know, or cornerback or whatever, but they're, they're going to be tested. They're going to have, they're going to have that little bite of, man, we really need some, because there's some teams out there that need some wide receivers or to try to complement what they've already got going on. That having been said, I think there's teams that are going to go, what's the number again? Three and a half. I, I think four. I, ugh, four. That that's probably one too many. I think four yep. is one too many. I, so I I think I would go ahead and I'd say, well, there's there's some teams out there. I, I'll go frog. I'll jump on this one. <laughs> I'll jump on. It. I think four may go. I mean because because look at I mean look at the depth on the defensive side of the ball this year. And I say that because everybody else has been saying that I've been doing a little homework. You you can still get that defense in the second round. Um, and so, but the wide receivers is not very. Th- I think you could see four go because people start panicking, and it'll be interesting to see what team takes the first quarterback or the first wide receiver as well. Um, and I, I'm going to tell you right now. The San Diego Chargers could be the one that breaks that because they don't have anybody throwing to throw the football to. Um, so, you know, even though there's a lot of experts out there that say that the um, the Chargers need an offensive lineman, and they do, but if Philip Rivers has no one to throw the football to, watch out. That could, I think that could be a little shakeup. That's another team I was looking at shaking up uh, when you asked that at the early part of the show. Stop All right, it. Cuervo, who you who you thinking? Sonny's saying four. Are you going under or over? Three and a half. 
Uh, I'm going to say under. I just, you know, just like what we said about the, uh, the the running backs. I mean, I just don't think there's enough receivers out there worth a first-round pick. So I'm, I'm going to say, actually, I think the number is going to be three. So I, I don't think there's going to be more than three guys yeah. going in the first round. Yeah. Johnson, I'm going to say over three and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the over as well. Uh, Laquaz Fredwell, Josh Dotson, who's gotten a, a good late steam, and it was weird that he ever really fell off the radar. Uh, Corey Coleman from Baylor, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people like him, and then uh, Will Fuller from Notre Dame has gotten a lot of late buzz. He ran a four three forty six one. Um, I know a lot of teams like Fuller. Uh, I think you're going to see a team like the Bengals take a receiver. Um, and that's what's going to get you that over. I mean, you could you could talk me into saying somebody like Michael Thomas will be drafted as well, but I think four is the number. I think you're going to see four receivers in the first round. All right. Now, this is going to be a tough one, guys. This has got you thinking. This is fun. Cuervo, I'm going to start with you. Number of defensive players drafted in the first round, over 17 and a half. At minus 175 or under 17 and a half at plus 145. Ooh, 17 and a half defensive players. Remember, there's only 32 teams here. <laughs> well, 30 and 31 picks. 31 picks. So, uh, 31, 17. I'm going to say over. I'm feeling real. Well, what do you mean, thirty-one picks? What do you mean, thirty-one picks? What are you talking about? The the the, the Patriots, Patriots don't have a first rounder. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn. But that don't matter. Their their crap turns into gold anyway. Wherever they grab it, it's gonna turn into gold. <laughs> yeah, but there's still but, thirty-two but Cuervo, picks in the first round, though. Yeah, no, there's only thirty-one it, picks in the first the, round. The Patriots pick got forfeited. Yeah. Yeah, just think about this. If two quarterbacks go first round, just say two go, a running back three, four receivers, seven, there's 24 players left. you got some offensive linemen in there. I mean, this could be tricky. I, good Lord, that's a, that's a tough one. Who are you, are, you said over? I did. I agree with you, Cuervo. Sonny, what do you think? Um, There's a lot of – there's a lot of teams that have a lot of defensive needs. Um, but, man, I don't know. 14's a big number. Um, 17 and a half. Uh, 17 and a half. Oh, that's even worse. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go one. I'm going to go wonder. I know there's a lot of teams out there that have that need. Um, but I, I don't think it gets to that high. I'm going to go under. All right, Jonathan. I mean, I know you're chomping at the bit on this one. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'm just going to do some process of elimination. Three quarterbacks, one running back, four receivers. That leaves me eight. Four linemen. Take the over. Well, um, 19. I mean, gonna yeah, 19. I mean, I can, yeah, I mean, it'll be 18 or 19. There, there might be an extra lineman taken. Uh, but it, it, the number is going to be 18 or 19. I take the over as well. Look, here's here's what's funny, and this is, this is for, you know, the, does a kicker count as an offensive or defensive player? 
I guess offensive, right? I guess you. you they technically that, kicker, they, kickers are special offense, punters are defense. Special teams, yeah. It's funny, like defensive is seventeen and a half, offense is thirteen and a half. That's thirty-one for people that suck at math. Seventeen and a half plus thirteen and a half is is thirty-one. What if a kicker got put up in there? But that takes us. Listen, to they got some great kickers out there. But if anybody takes a kicker in the first round, I want the freaking general manager's job. You <laughs> in the NFL draft? This is not fantasy football, for God's sake. This is business. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start with Jonathan on this one. Over thirteen and a half offensive players, and it's plus one thirty if you go over. It's minus one sixty if you go under. So the underdog well, here I, is the over. People are favoring the under, which of I course if we say eighteen or nineteen. I mean just by what I just did. I said over for defense, so I'm gonna say under for offense. All right, Cuervo, you said um what do you say? Over for defense, so you're gonna go under for offense too then, right? You have to. Just about. Uh, well, not necessarily. Well, no, I mean, actually, yeah, I guess I would because the math would be off then, wouldn't it? Yep. So it's right opposite. So Sonny's going under, or he's going over offensive players. So going going under, yeah. but he, here, here's where it gets fun. Here's where it gets fun right here, guys. Joey Bosa's draft position will be, will it be over three and a half or under three and a half? Over. So if you're over, if you're over, it's minus eight hundred. Which means if you put a hundred and you screw up, you lose eight hundred dollars. If if you do under three and a half plus five hundred, Jonathan, I mean, so I'd tell me I'd like to put a hundred dollar bill and go in the top three with Boza. What do you think? And win five hundred on a hundred dollar bet better than I would putting a hundred to lose eight hundred. I mean, yeah, the odds are, are, are obviously nicer to go with the, the under, but he's not going to get taken in the top with the top three picks. So, I agree. I, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to put money down knowing I'm going to lose. So you don't think there's a way, Cuervo, you don't think there's a way Joy Bosa could be in the top three? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think teams are in love with him enough. Uh, he's not he's – not, uh, you know, he's not a guy that really wows you, kind of like. No, uh, well, I would say JJ Watt, but uh, people didn't know really. Where they weren't in love with him either when he when he was drafted. But uh, yeah, I just don't think teams are in love with him enough to trade up somebody like Jacksonville or or Baltimore or whoever it's going to be. I don't think I don't think they're in love with Bosa enough to to trade up to get her. So I'm going to say he's going to fall lower than three. Funny. No, I I don't think so either. I I don't I don't see it in the first three picks. I I don't think anybody's going to jump up there because I think the, the consensus I think is number one, number two quarterback. Uh, depending on what you think about San Diego, offensive line's a big one. Everybody's talking about grabbing, even though I think they could go wide receiver. The Dallas Cowboys, I you know I don't think so either. I that would be the or, I mean that's the place where I think it could happen. But I'm hearing that there's other people 
uh, in the realm is not going to go uh, the Bosom. I think it's somebody else at the on the defensive side. So he could even slide the number five. So it just depends yeah. on what you believe on who's going to be picked. I guess I'm going to go under because I can't go against Vegas like that. But but here's something, guys, and this is where I think Vegas messed up. And y'all tell me if I'm wrong here. Over Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, over four and a half, minus 210, under four and a half, plus 170. I think Tunsil gets drafted in the top four, Jonathan. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, he's a he's the best offensive tackle, left tackle in this draft. I mean, he has to go in the top four, right? Well, if we believe what Todd McShay was saying earlier, San Diego's going to take Ronnie Stanley, which is stupid. Um, and if San Diego takes Ronnie Stanley over Tunzel, then yeah, he'll he'll fall to um, he'll fall to six. Um, but if uh, if San Diego does the smart thing, they'll take. I mean, I would I would wager San Diego takes Tunzel. I would. I, I honestly would. I, I don't think they're going to take Stanley. I think you take the be- the consensus best offensive lineman. You take the left tackle because that's what you need. Yeah, Stanley's not better than Tunsil, Sonny. Uh, yeah, but that just depends on what. And when coaches and scouts are looking at things, they look at things besides overall. They they look at specifics. They look at their team. They look at what they think would fit better for their team. So even though I agree with you, it just depends on what the scouts are looking at when they're going to decide to take that pick. Uh, you know, what type of offensive linemen do they are they going to need? Um, what, 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 who's going to who's going to cover his blind spot a little bit better? You know, things of that sort. Um, but but I'm I, I'm right there with you on Tanzel on on where he is. I think he's the better one. But depending upon the on the needs of either the Dallas Cowboys or the Chargers, if you believe they go offensive linemen, that'll be all all on it. And the Dallas Cowboys, I think, go tussle. Um, that you know, so they can protect their own, protect their boy in the backfield, and that being Tony Romo. Um, but like I said, all reports say defense, but I don't know. I I think people are not listening. I think people are listening to too much, especially in Dallas. Of what they're gonna pick when Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones, he is the guy that that turns drafts completely inside out. I mean, for going out loud last year, he wanted to go ahead and grab Johnny Manziel or when, when Johnny played. Okay, Cuervo. That's tough. four and a half. Hard I can't I can't hear you, Cuervo. Yeah. You got your head up your butt. No, I'm, I'm you? here, guys. I'm here. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I Whoa. mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think they could, I could see a team trading up. I mean, who's to say the Ravens will trade up to number three to draft him? And then there you go. He's a the, the Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens aren't trading up. Ozzy's already said, if we don't get one of our guys to follow us, we're trading back. They're not trading up. Uh, Baltimore doesn't trade up for anything but a quarterback. Yeah, they, yeah and, they, and they already got that sucker, Joe Flacco, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to remember, Avi learned how to run a draft from Bill Belichick. So whatever whatever you think Belichick would do, Ozzy would do. All right, guys. Miles Jack's the next person. Miles Jack's the next person we're going to talk about. And I don't know. Look, Miles Jack, he's the linebacker from UCLA, okay? And they got his minus 1,000 if he goes over five and a half, plus 600 under five and a half. I think there's no shot in hell he's drafted in the top five square, but what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm betting over all day. Uh, I mean that's easy money. That's easy money. Well, I don't have a grand. I don't have a grand to pay. It's like it is easy money, but I don't have a thousand dollars to give in case if somebody drafted him in the top five, I would pay a plane ticket to go find the general manager and stomp the hell out of them. They cost me that <laughs> right. kind of money. J- Jonathan, what do you think? Miles Jack? Is it safe to say he's outside the top five? <laughs> no. Um. Jacksonville's really enamored with him. They really like Miles Jack. Uh, from what I've heard, if Ramsey doesn't fall to him, that's who they're going to take. Uh, you know, they're they're top two guys on their board right now are Ramsey and Jack. Um, so I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're feeling froggy enough, I, I think the play would be to uh, to t- to take a look on uh, the the under. I mean, I honestly, I think there's a very strong chance that he gets drafted at number five. But why would they? Why would Vegas put that there, Sonny? I mean, minus one thousand. It's like, I mean, Vegas is saying no shot in hell of him being drafted in the top five. Is conspiracy couch going to come out here and play right now? No, not, not conspiracy couch. But you got to remember that Vegas does things a lot different than than us sitting here doing this show are doing, okay? They, they, they're they in it to try to make a little money. They're hoping they're breaking. They're hoping they get just over 50% of the bets because that's a good day for them. Uh, so they'll throw – I think they'll throw that kind of bet in there. But I'm right there with, uh, I, with uh, Jonathan. I hope they take Ramsey. I hope Ramsey, but I don't think Jax is the – one that they really, really want. I think they want Ramsey. I think he's a better fit for the Jaguars. And then I'll tell you this, guys, and Sonny, you made me think more clearly. And, Jonathan, tell me what you think. Vegas loves these kind of odds because somebody that thinks they can make, like Cuervo said, an easy hundred, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to make an easy hundred here. All of a sudden, Jackson will come. Just say 25% of the people take that bet. They're losing a grand each. Jonathan, I could see Jack going at number five. Is that where Jacksonville yeah. is at number five? Yeah, Jacksonville's picking at five. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's that's another uh, aspect of this is that um, Vegas is sitting there looking at people going, you know, they hope that somebody jumps and makes that move. Or what if Jacksonville trades down? What if Jacksonville trades down if they don't get Ramsey and then they get Jack? I I still think they uh, – I, I still think that no matter what, they're going to take Jack uh, there. I don't – I you know, I, I, everybody – this kind of got to me last night, but everybody's doing this whole, well, this team could trade down and that team could trade down and they could trade down and trade down. Tra- everybody can't trade down. Not everybody's going to want to pay the price to move into the top five. Okay, the people aren't going to trade up. People trade up into the top five for what? 
for Stanley. I mean, you know, there's a lot of this whole, well, let's set up for this guy, so they're going to reach. You know, people think, you know, everybody thinks that every team that's gonna, is, is going to try and trade down, and, and they're going to somehow find a partner who's going to trade up and reach. And that, that's a very bad thought process because last year everybody thought there was going to be a bunch of trades and there wasn't. The year before everybody thought there was going to be a bunch of trades. And this is teams will rather stay put and just take the best player available. What is Jacksonville's biggest need right now, Jonathan? And then I'm last because he's a Jacksonville fan. And, and Jacksonville's biggest need would be linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so they would just sit there and take Jack. Why? Why trade down and wait for him? Just take him, so you don't have to worry about it. Because people try to get cute like that, and you hear teams that say we we thought we could trade back a couple more spots and he'd be there. Bobby Wagner was one. Bobby Wagner wasn't supposed to go to Seattle. Uh, there were a couple teams eyeballing him, and they, I think it was Atlanta who was like, "Oh, well, just one more pick, he'll make it to us." And Seattle swooped in and took him. You know, so teams are not trying – they're not trying to wait for guys anymore and trade back and think they can get guys. They're going to take them if they can get them. Sonny, Jacksonville's biggest need to me is linebacker. Would you agree with that, or is there another need? Well, I, I think any position for the Jaguars. I mean, you know, this is a football team. They're, they're hard to watch. I mean, and so they need something. That's that's usually what I say. But linebacker is definitely the one I am going after if I'm going there. But but man, I like Ramsey. I I I, I like Ramsey more than than Jacks, and, and that just goes with well, the fact yeah, that will, will Ramsey make it there though? Will Ramsey be taken before Jacksonville draft is high? Well, that will be the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be up to that'll be up to them. And there's lots of talk here lately in this area because I was listening today. Is that that is at least if you listen to the quote unquote experts, that's who they're after. Okay. All right. Well, which player will be drafted first, Cuervo, Ramsey or Tunsil? I would say probably Ramsey first. Ramsey is favored, minus 245, Tunsil plus 195. Jonathan, are you going with Vegas on this one and picking Ramsey? No. What did they know? I still, because I, no. I'm, I'm still sold on Tunsil going three, and if Tunsil goes three, then Ramsey would be drafted after him. So yeah, I'm interested to know what they know, though, because obviously they're taking this buzz that they're uh, the Chargers like Stanley a lot uh, more seriously than, than a lot of us. Well, well, here's the deal. What if Cuervo's right and the Eagles aren't going to take a quarterback? Then all these odds change. Remember, Vegas goes by oh, yeah. the, pop, the human population, what they think. The perception is one and two are quarterbacks. Right, I mean that's 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 how all these odds are based on. What if mm-hmm. Cuervo's right here? The Eagles say, "Screw it, we're not taking this quarterback." Then somebody could be a rich son of a gun, you know. Tomorrow, Cuervo could be rich if he believes that. If he had the money, he could be a rich man tomorrow. Will he be, Sonny? Well, I mean, I just I just can't see these two quarterbacks going one and two. I just can't imagine it. 
I can't imagine it going any other way. I mean, maybe it's me. I go back to that. I go back to that thing. I I, I go, damn, yeah. I I I don't it, because you don't make that ballsy move. I don't think. I mean, for for Ramsey, I don't think you. I don't make you. Know, you're selling your you're selling your franchise away for the next couple of years. And if you do it for anything but a quarterback, I think you're crazy. Um, but. I, I get what Cuervo's saying about about that situation, I, but I just and now you know the the story about Sam Bradford being pissed off about not being the guy for the next couple of years, quite possibly. That story is out there, and that's that's a confirmed story. So it also throws the monkey wrench in the whole situation. Why would Sam Bradford be pissed off if they moved up to number two if he didn't have a great idea that the that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to go quarterback? Uh, it, it would have been fruitless to. Or it, there's no need to get pissed off until you know what that pick is. Something's telling me that the Philadelphia Eagles moved up for that number one two pick because. Sam Bradford so pissed off. So I, that's why I think, and I, and I think the Rams are definitely going quarterback. Yeah, I hope they don't. But here's here's something that that'll get your attention, guys. And Jonathan Ezekiel Elliott over eight and a half at plus one sixty, under eight and a half minus two hundred. That's that's saying he's going to be taken mm. in the top eight. They're pretty sure about that. So looking at mm. the teams, the top eight, could the Cle- Cleveland Browns grab him? Well, honestly, like I don't win. think I mean, the Browns Cleveland, are going to hold their Ohio. pick. I don't. I don't think the Browns are going to keep their pick. So that 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 would make everybody, sense. Everybody, everybody can't trade down, damn it. Oh, well, I know that, but the Browns are the one team that actually might have the hooks for to do it <laughs> because they're run by those Moneyball kids who really don't know a damn thing. So you know they're not gonna tr- they're not gonna take Ezekiel Elliott because the nu- the numbers will tell them not to take Ezekiel Elliott because um, the guys who are making decisions on their player personnel is um, is one of the guys who's part of the Moneyball for the Oakland, Oakland Athletics. So I think as far as uh, Cleveland goes, I mean if somebody doesn't trade up for him, and honestly think Miami'd be the only team to trade up for him. You know, if they're afraid the Giants are going to take him, because it sounds like those are really the only two teams linked to him, I would I would say yes. But I don't I don't think Miami's going to trade up for him. I think they're going to let him fall to him because I don't think the Giants are going to are going to draft him that high after uh, drafting David Wilson backfired. Hey, let's throw a monkey wrench in that number one pick, okay? For the for LA, okay. Everybody's thinking they're going to go to the California boy. You know, let. Normally, you sell out for that number one. But remember, Cody Kessler out of USC, they can wait a couple of rounds and grab up another California boy, you know, at stop, USC. Stop. Right? Just, just I, stop. No, I'm, I, I, I know, but I'm just saying if they decide something is crazy, that, I mean, I don't know. It, L.A. moving up to that number one, if they're selling the farm for anything but a quarterback, I think they're nuts. But could you imagine, because Kessler is available, I mean, he might go to number three in the second or third round. So that's why you got to love the NFL draft. Kessler, you think Kessler could go number one? No, no, I'm just saying they can grab him up in the second or third round. 
Oh, exactly. So, so they, they, gave, they gave away our next two drafts for what then? Yeah, well, that's what that would be interesting. I don't know what they would be uh, uh, unless they see that someone. It, well, well, look, look, guys, look, look, look at the Rams. What they got rid of? Look at the defensive players. They they told to hit the road, and they're very yes. keen on their defense. They have a quarterback, running back. Could both have not come in and be that pick? That's the reason they got rid of those other guys. No, and. and that that's was going to be my next point because when they when they when they let guys go, I was like, what the hell? They you know the, the, the draft picks and everything are great, but if you're going to let some of these proven guys go, what are you going to do defensively? You just your your defense just went down a couple of notches by losing those guys. You can say whatever you want about them; those guys are veterans and they're good players. Um, so I don't know. That's for, I, I can't wait to find out to see who Los Angeles sold the farm for. Jared Goff from Cal. Next question. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Jared Goff. So Jared, because they're year. idiots. Because bro, we went we went over this because they're stupid. We need to make a splash and take a quarterback because we need to, to prove to the fans that we want to win. Um, yeah. You couldn't have taken a quarterback in the, the second round. Coward too much. He's got Thank to you. Too much. Thank you. Somebody you else agrees with me. Hey, you yeah, can't win coming. without a quarterback. Somebody else agrees with me. Yeah, no, it's, it's I, stupid. The, the, Rams, the Rams were dumb for doing it. They were they were better off staying put and taking a nobody uh, in, in the fourth round than they were selling the whole damn farm for – they were better off drafting Ron Kelly, a center at Alabama or something before. I mean, this well, the, look, they already no have way a center from Alabama. I know, but 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 these guys will not ever make the playoffs, guys. The Eagles will not sniff the playoffs with a quarterback, neither with the Rams, Cuervo. I mean, all you're doing is pissing away two great draft picks for two guys that probably should be washing cards, right? <laughs> Washington. Uh, they're probably better at that, huh? Yeah, probably. I mean, at least you're in the hell can't quarterback. Uh, I I heard it. I I don't know if you guys are. You know, we were talking about Colin, but I don't know if you guys are a big fan of uh, Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN. But no, they they uh they actually talked about a really interesting fact or or stat. So since. Since the, the format that the draft is in now, I think they said they said there's like 105 quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round, right? Out of those 105, I think 41 of those have been either all pro or pro bowlers. And out of those, only six turned out to be famers. The point I'm making is, you know, it's, it, when you when you draft a quarterback in the first round, it's a huge gamble. And when you draft it, when you draft a guy in the first round, you gotta know that he's gonna be something. But like Andrew Luck, everybody knew. I think everybody knew. Okay, that guy's gonna be a star one day. He's the last guy that I can really think about that we can say, man, that guy is gonna be special. Maybe since I don't know, and maybe maybe I'm I'm not thinking of somebody 
prior to it, but maybe like a Matthew Stafford who, you know, is, is wishy-washy. But, I mean, it, it's – but I guess, I guess when you're a franchise, you have to say to yourself, look, we have to at least roll the dice on it and see what happens. So You're overpaid it, it, for two people that have no shot in hell. I would rather have Tim mm-hmm. Tebow than those two, two, two well, scrubs. Well, here's the – and here's what I say to that, though, Tarvin. Okay, let's go back to the year 2000. Pick number 199. Some scrawny kid who ran a 5-0 at the Combine. Uh, got lucky one time. I mean, it's one time. Find me another sixth-round quarterback that was worth a damn. Everybody goes back to Brady. Look what you can get with the 200th pick in the draft. Well, what they do? They suck lightning in a bottle. I mean, they got lucky and struck lightning in a bottle. Find me another six-round quarterback, and you're like, look at this guy. Look at him, guys. Go up, go up. This Hall of Famer. You can. And Tom Brady's not a good example. He's an outlier. That's my, that's my point, though, Jonathan, is, is teams, teams, they gamble way too much. You know, sometimes you just have to, you know, Maybe just take a chance on a guy later on. You know what I mean? Like, I always, you know, I always agree with Russell, that. Russell, Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson was what a, a number seventy something pick. He's uh, third rounder, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they, they, there's guys that they saw something. They saw Like, man, you know, they they you know they they could play in this league. I mean, who thought Joe Flacco was going to be uh, what he is? I mean, it really is just, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's it's it sucks. It, it, it would be really like if we were if we were NFL GM, I mean, we'd have to change our shirt three times today because we'd be sweating so much from the nerves. Guys, but, look, I'm gonna tell you, if you need a quarterback, yes, pencil pushing. These GMs are nothing but pencil pushing pussies. I mean, let them name my shirt, pencil pushing pussies. <laughs> Paper pushing pussies because they know nothing about players and stuff. You, I mean, us four, we know what the hell we're doing. Why, why are we making what we're doing if we're not doing this? I mean, if, if, if you take this guy, either one of these quarterbacks, you should be, you should receive lethal injection, death by lethal injection tonight. Well, I mean, you should, I'm just so upset that you guys are. I mean, I mean, I know you don't agree with it, but it's okay that these teams do that. If, I, if I'm a fan base of the Rams or the Eagles, shit, I'm, I'm freaking out. Freaking out. I'm with you on that, Brian. I am so with you on that. If you're if you're a Rams or an Eagles fan, you've got to be freaking out. Um, I can make a case. Just hear, hear me out. I can make a case for Carson Wentz. I can't make a case for Jared Goff. And because Jared Goff played in the air raid. There has not been a successful air raid quarterback in the NFL. Carson Wentz did play in a pro style. He's the pro, he's the prototypical size. He's the he's got pro, you know, he can make all the throws. And I, I wanna see more for Wentz. I could make a case for him though, because he already knows how to run an under the an under the center offense. He he can do that. He's a, he's we won at North Dakota State. I want to, I want to see I him play make a better case. defense than Iowa State, for God's sake. That's my, that's well, my knock on Wentz. Joe Flacco played at Delaware. Okay, and I'm going to go back to what you said. How many how many Division II guys 
you know, just like with Tom Brady. I mean, how many six-rounders make it? How many Division Two guys Kurt make Warner, it? undrafted. Okay, well, that's two out of I don't know how many, Sonny. Uh, how many teams are in Division Two football? I mean, is Tony Romo oh, in Eastern Illinois? What are they? Tony Romo was D2. Flacco was D2. Well, technically FCS. But, I mean, with Carson Wentz, I couldn't make a case for him. You know, and it's, well, I'd like to see him play good defense. Okay, that's fine. I'd like to see anybody yeah. in the in the Pac-12 or Big 12 play good defense, too. But I'm not going to get that, am I? I'm not that <laughs> lucky. You're only going to play good defense in probably three of what the conferences. Mean? Jonathan, what do you mean? Geno Smith is a stud. Oh, that's an excellent Big 12 quarterback, ain't it, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool. You know, Jay Cutler, I, I hate to do this to you, Quavo. Jay Cutler, the only reason Jay Cutler wasn't completely dropped out of the first round when Denver took him was because he was at Vanderbilt. If he's been on a team that bad at any other conference, he's not a first-round pick. He got benefit of the doubt because he was in the SEC. E.J. Emanuel, sadly enough, got benefit of the doubt because he was in the ACC. Same with Christian Ponder. Jake Locker. Jake Locker and Blaine Gaffer, a Pac-12 and a Big 12 quarterback, taken high in the first round, washed out. You know, so I would like to see a lot of these conferences play good defense. With quarterbacks, though, it really is a crapshoot. But like you said, there are guys you know are good. And those guys usually take a university from good to great. Jameis took Florida State from good to great. Andrew Luck took Stanford from good to great. Peyton Manning took Tennessee from good to great. You know, these quarterbacks who have changed the universities in a positive way. And that's what you look for. You look for the face of a university and for your quarterback. And neither one of these guys really are that. No. Cam Newton took Auburn a, from the 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 cellar to the, you know, I mean, to the penthouse. Right. The outhouse to the penthouse, really. You know, Andrew Luck, look what he did for Stanford. He didn't win a championship, but, man, he made them he made them relevant again. Winston, Mariota, playing in championships. I mean, golf, what did he do, win seven games? In California, well, and, I, mean, I mean, I mean, golf. The funny thing with golf is, they went from one and eleven to eight and five in his three years. So, I mean, he walked into a crummy situation. Only went there because he knew he would start all three years if he was talented enough, and that was essentially why he went to Cal and nowhere else because he knew he could start from day one. And he led a team from 111 to 8 and 5. I've watched a lot of Goff's tape. I especially watched his bowl game against Air Force. He can make a lot of throws. He cannot make all the throws. His touch is not perfect. Um, he he's a shotgun, happy feet. I'm going to get whack a mold quarterback. That's the big issue. So I mean, if you if he's with a good coach who can settle him down and teach him how to put some touch on the ball, he'll be fine. He'll be, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be great. He'll be fine, you know. Um, Alex Smith is fine. So, but the problem with golf is because he got hit so much at Cal because they suck so much. You have to worry about him having Derek Car, uh, Derek David, David Carr syndrome or Tim Couch syndrome where he's looking for the next blindside hit. I saw some of his throws, guys, and it was just like, what <laughs> the hell was he doing? Even Wells here doesn't understand. Why the Rams? Well, Wells thinks golf isn't good. 
He knows it. Hell, he watches football with me every Saturday. He knows the kid's a choke artist. He's about like Rubio. He's a choke artist. Oh. Oh. Now, Cuervo, now, Cuervo, is there a chance? And I know you said it. What are the odds of a quarterback not being taken in the first two? I, I, I think I think we could see we could you know fifty fifty as in I think we get one in the first two. I still I still have a strong belief that I don't think I don't think Philly is completely sold on taking a quarterback at two. I don't. Now, why would they make the trade to get up there? Well, I mean, the Eagles have been known recently to make some wacky decisions. And just because Chip Kelly's not there, um, you know, after tonight, we may be thinking, we may be talking to our, amongst ourselves and saying, man, was Chip Kelly really the problem or is it someone else? So I would laugh. It wasn't Chip Kelly. It wasn't Chip Kelly. I would laugh. If San Francisco wound up trading up the number two, Chip Kelly winds up trading for the number two pick from the Eagles. I would, I, I could see, that. I could they see, it, I could see him. it happen though. They wouldn't trade with him. I can. Well, you wouldn't, they wouldn't, you wouldn't trade think, with him. but they would just have to pay more than the Eagles paid. Hey, hold on, guys. There's somebody in queue that's been on hold for two minutes and thirty seconds from. Uh, he's a Bears fan, a Notre Dame fan, and an Auburn fan. Should we let him on? Absolutely. That's not very good person. All right, Quinn, hey, welcome to the show. I, welcome, I, welcome I know back, you buddy. guys missed me considering you were talking about me last show, so I figured I'd make sure I was available to this show. I was talking shit about you. I wasn't talking about you. Oh, you guys like... are missing me. You guys are missing me. I can tell. <laughs> All right. Oh, Quinn. Well, hey, I need to make oh, a little advertisement real quick. If you wanna, if you wanna check us out, you know, you can go to ultimatesportstalk.com. Now we're with them as well, being aired, being played. So Quinn's name's all over the internet now with their growth. So Quinn Thomas could be the face away in sports talk. Quinn, I mean, the Rams, the Eagles, are they gonna take quarterbacks the first? Couple picks. Uh, I think I think the Eagles probably will, because I don't know why you would trade up like that unless you possibly. Well, the Rams traded up. up too. The Rams traded up, gave the farm away for number one. Yeah. <laughs> then they might. I don't know. I don't really like. Uh, I don't. I'm not really too excited about any of the quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would be would want to trade up to get a quarterback <laughs> right away. Dak Prescott, Sonny Dak Prescott's better than any of those two quarterbacks. And I'll I'm more on that. The NFL. Listen, Prescott's been Prescott visited the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they probably obviously I don't think they go first round with them, but I think that Zach Prescott is going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, Oakland. Who are they going to screw in this draft, Quinn? You know, Oakland. Where are they being? Where are they drafting at? They're they're probably going to take a punter. If I had to guess with the first pick. What do you think, Oakland? <laughs> Was it last year or the year before when Oakland came out of nowhere and, like, in the top? It was 
what year was that Cuervo when they took some some guy that we never even heard of? I'm like, who the hell is DJ this guy? DJ Hayden, the guy, the guy from Houston. Yeah. He almost died yeah. on the field, didn't play all year. They took him number 12 overall. We're all like, <laughs> we're all just sitting there going, well, wait a minute, what, what are they doing that we know?
let let it be known they know that's exactly what's going on. I talked to those two off the side, and but the, the, that's what they were talking about. Kevin Dodd able to get the beeline to the quarterback because everybody's got to double up Shaq Lawson. But let's let's think about this really quick though. They're doing that in college. They're not doubling up Shaq Lawson in the NFL. So he's going to get a one-on-one opportunity to be able to get to the quarterback as well. The question is, is will he be able to work through the guy that's going to be in front of him? That is the big question regarding Shaq Lawson that I have about him. If you're going to double him up and he still has some success, he might have some success on that defensive line, maybe go on one-on-one. But remember the speed and the athleticism and the size of those offensive linemen are just so much different than what he dealt with when he was in college. So uh, that, that's a chance that you take with the Shaq Lawson. I like him, but I don't know. And, well, and I, I got Ragland, to see him yeah. go up against some really good talent between um, Florida State with Roger uh, Johnson, our left tackle, and then against Alabama, you saw him go up against Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson. And he held his own against yeah. those two. Yeah, I mean, it's close. But Reggie Ragland is another one who's better. Cuervo, Shaq Lawson, Reggie Ragland, one's a linebacker, one's a defensive end. I think Ragland's going to be able to come in. And Jared Reed from Alabama, another defensive tackle. I think all of these guys are going to be able to come in and start on a team their first year. I don't think they just play. I think they start. Well, and especially if they go to a team that really needs some defensive help. I mean, I think you you got to plug them in right away. I mean, you know, it's all about getting to the quarterback, to the other guy's quarterback. So, I mean, I think you gotta you gotta go in right away. How do y'all feel about Leonard Floyd? I think he goes to Georgia, right? Uh, Brian, you want that one? You want me to go ahead and talk about Floyd? About who? Leonard Leonard Floyd, the outside linebacker from Georgia. Oh, Leonard Floyd. I'll just go ahead and tell you that I think he's a five. I think he'll probably be in jail or kick off the team before. Go ahead, John. Uh, well, I don't. Um, I don't share exactly the same sentiment there. I think Floyd is talented. Uh, I saw him. Uh, uh, he does have the ability to change some games. I'm joking. Now, the, I'm joking. The, he's the problem is Jarvis Jones didn't work out, and that might have been due to the medical because he does have the spinal stenosis. Floyd does seem a little more athletic. I think he's a very talented player, um, and I think he's going to go high. I think he's going to go up in this draft at a, to you know a good spot. The Giants should probably take him, but they won't. Um, I mean, and you know, Reggie Ragland, I heard today got red flagged uh, because of a enlarged um, aorta, um, which I mean they, they say he can play with it. It's, it's not a, it's not a career ender. Um, it, I think Reggie Ragland is a first-round pick from, as well. And it comes from the abuse of HGH. Well, and, and there's yeah. another guy I saw up close and personal as well, Reggie Ragland. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, that that guy's got some that guy's got some speed as well. So watch out for him. But that that heart condition that he's going to drop it. He's going to drop in the draft, and he's going to drop in someone's lap, and they're going to go. Really, he's still here. I'm going to nab him up. You watch. Perfect fit for the Lions. He's a perfect fit for the Lions. So, so guys, we'll go around the room here. We've got 45 minutes. Sonny, tell us about what you're going to do 
uh, starting at the 8 o'clock hour. We're 45 minutes away. Tell everybody how to get to you, how to listen from this show to yours. Well, just head on over to our show. We're going to start, I mean, it starts right at 7. Uh, you know they never start at 7, so we'll be talking about that first pick uh, to start it off. And we're just going to go until time runs out or until everybody drops off the line. We're just going to talk all about what we think the picks are all about, if they are going to be good, bad, indifferent. Believe me, no one knows what the hell's going to happen, but it's always fun to speculate. So that's what we're going to do at 7 o'clock when they go for the first pick. That's 7 Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the telephone number, 347, help me out here. Uh, 215-7497. Yeah, if you want to join in, we'll be all on there with Sonny, and I'll be in and out because, you know, five hours in a row. I don't know if the missus will be too happy about that, but I can squeak in and there in between picks. Hell, it's 15 minutes in between each pick, so I'm sure in three hours I can get a lot of air time in. So, Sonny, Just tell Sonny, her you're not feeling good you and you're going to bed early and you need to be in the other room. Yeah, I need, I need my <laughs> privacy tonight. Cause... So, so, Sonny, take over and tell us about what, what's on your mind about this draft. What, uh, what, what do you want to talk about? Well, well, I I think there's a lot of things. I, I, when I did this 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 uh, NFL challenge or the football challenge, uh, there were a couple. One was we were talking about Shaq Lawson. I, I think this is a guy that's going to get a lot of play. I think that's a guy that's going to be uh, surprised. I think he's going to move up. I think he's going to be taken earlier than what people think he's going to be taken. Um, it's hard to find that talent, and he worked through those double teams. I think that was huge. I think Kevin Dodd's also going to get some luck, but I don't. Obviously, I don't think they're, you know, where they're at. You know, I don't think that's going to be huge. I, but I will tell you, my guy, I, I, I'm Washington has been looking at him, and it, it, Brandon Dowdy. This is my guy. This is yeah. my pick. I, I. This is a guy that I think is going to be a difference maker for a football team. And the reason being is no one's looking at this guy. And if you go and look at it, yes, he broke the records and everything. And yes, it's on a lower one. But I think this is a guy that someone can take that fly-by pick and grab him up and say, God, I'm glad that we got this dude. I'm glad we – and this guy's going to back up, you know, Kirk Cousins for the ter- first two years. And who knows, maybe he'll get a shot to play because of injury. But – that's my guy. That that's so. That's what I want to ask everybody out there. Who is your guy? Who is the guy that you're looking at that may not be somebody that you know is within the first round, but maybe come a little bit later that you think is going to have a direct impact on a football team? Jonathan. Uh, if I can, I'm going to bend the rule and say I have two. Um, they're both okay. linebackers. One is Tyler uh, McKavich, uh at a Temple. I really like him. That kid had a great nose for the ball. He was all over the field for Temple. Um, and the other guy is, is another linebacker out of Arizona, Scooby Wright the third. The only reason Scooby's not a first-round pick is I know there's a little bit of buzz about teams think he's an injury risk. But I watched Scooby. That kid had a nose for the football like like nobody I've seen other than Luke Keekley. 
Uh, Scooby reminds me a lot of Keekly, and of course, I love you know we love Ke- I love Keekly coming out of college. I mean, anybody that can wrap up a, a 200 tackles in a, in a college season is out of this world. And Scooby Wright had 150. I mean, people forget his sophomore year. He had like 150 tackles, five interceptions, five over recoveries, ten sacks. He was all over the place. So I like Scooby Wright the third, and I like Tyler McCannish. I think they're both going to be excellent guys that somebody's going to steal. I like his name, Scooby. All right, Quavo, who do you like? <laughs> Who's your diamond in the rough? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, he's not really a diamond in the rough because people know who he is. But I think through all the ups and downs that he saw through in, in his college career, I think Kempichi uh, can be somebody that can, that can really be a difference maker for a team. If he goes to the right place, I think he can be a guy that can, that could be a game changer. Uh, I'm going to say Dak Prescott, and I know I know he may not even get drafted. Who knows? But I'm telling you, this guy's got NFL potential. Mm-hmm. He's going to help somebody. And, Quinn, I don't know what you – who do you, who are you thinking about? Well, uh, I'm thinking about Hackenberg. And I think, I think Hackenberg is going to end up being the best quarterback out of this draft – out of this – quarterback draft mm-hmm. class. And then and then I also think some of those wide receivers like the Treadwell, um I think uh some of those wide receivers I are getting underestimated. I think the wide receiver class could actually be pretty good. Brian, I got a question for you. Uh, I've been here I've been hearing a lot of buzz uh for uh you know, anywhere from the third to the fifth round, about Ricardo Lewis. What are your, what do you, know, what, what do you have? Uh, um, you know, being an Auburn guy and he was an Auburn player. What do you think about Ricardo and his chances of succeeding at the next level? Well, I'll tell you one thing that concerns me is his size, but also um, being able to make the routine catches regularly, being somebody. You, you can depend on. For Auburn, you never know. I mean, he could catch the one that tipped off the helmet, off the ass of a player, and then it comes in his hands and he gets it and runs in. But the one wide open, he'll drop. And I think yeah. that could yeah. be his downfall. I don't know if he gets drafted. He's very fast. If he gets drafted, it'll be because of the miracle of Jordan Hare when he when, when he when he got that, that catch and just because he's so fast. He could be a kick returner, a punt returner, something. Um, he will get drafted, but I'm going to stay around closer to the probably fourth round. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and talking about wide receivers, I think a lot of people are underestimating Will Fuller. I mean, his, no, they're not. He's, he's, he's a, a first-round pick. Yeah. Oh. He, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's had a lot of late buzz. Ever since he ran that 4-3 uh, that in the forty. Teams have been on him, and, and you know Brian. You know one of the reasons I heard Ricardo Lewis's name was because of his speed. Uh, you know everybody talks about yeah. how stupid fast he is, but I mean Will Fuller yeah. because of his forty time for his size. I mean he's still you know, he's six foot six foot one. You know there, yeah. there's definitely a lot of people out there who are enamored with Will Fuller, and I think whoever gets him, he might wind up being the best receiver in this draft. And and in a draft where I think Laquan Treadwell. Is is phenomenal. I've heard a lot of people compare Treadwell uh, to an Anquan Bolden type of you know possession, great route runner, 
great hands, might not be the fastest guy in the world, but you can rely on him. And from what I heard, Patterson people looking out of Baylor. Hmm? Patterson out of Baylor is another one to keep your eye out on. Coleman? Yeah, Coleman. I, yeah, I'm sorry. If I, I thought, oh, wait, wasn't it Patterson out of Baylor? Or is it, is it, am I incorrect on the name? The, the young man yeah, out of Baylor. It's, Corey, it's, it's Corey Coleman. I know a lot of people are, like are Corey you, Coleman. He's got Coleman. good speed. Yeah. I like Josh Stockton at TCU. Pretty good little kid. Yeah, interesting how his draft stock just started to fall for no apparent reason. And then all of a sudden it was like right, you know, this last week everybody's like, oh, yeah, there's a receiver at a TCU that's pretty good. Let's, uh, let's not forget about him. They're like, oh, it's good to see somebody finally uh, woke up at the wheel. I mean, I, I think Dobson's really good. Uh, if you look up his highlight tape, and I know it's a highlight tape, but if you look up his highlight tape, he makes some phenomenal catches. The guy with excellent hands. Uh, I just got to see if, you know, if he can progress as a route runner. I think that's the only question mark about Dodson. And, of course, he had that wrist injury that ended the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, guys. It's hey, a pretty good wide receiver class. Guys, we got about 35 minutes left. Do y'all want to talk NBA playoffs at all up until your show, Sonny, or do y'all want to keep doing the draft? Well, I think we're just doing the draft. I, you know, the, the, who cares about the games that are going on in the NBA right now? I mean, the, the, those games don't that's mean jack. I mean, that's that's talking, what I wanted you to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't care about the NBA playoffs tonight. <laughs> or, no, let's rephrase that. We don't care about the NBA playoffs this weekend. So, yeah, we're not very much interested in the NBA when we got the draft going on. Well, I was going to yeah. talk some NASCAR and some golf, and, but, hell, I guess, I guess we'll just talk the NFL draft. Hanging up the phone in well, three, two, one. Turn left. So, so Turn left. Hanging up the phone and finding another show. <laughs> so, so, so hey, Quinn, Tony, we might have to start early. Yeah, Quinn, this is for you. Off, offensive tackle Sean Coleman uh, left Auburn early. You remember he's a kid with cancer. He 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 left yeah. early to go to the NFL. Do you think he'll be drafted? And so where will he be? I don't. I don't think he should have left offer. I, I think he's being lied to right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think he should. But you know, if he feels what's best for him, then who am I to say? Do you otherwise? think he'll be drafted? Do you, do you think, think he'll be drafted? I think if he does. I think if he does get drafted, it'll be in the sixth or seventh round. But I wouldn't count on him huh? getting drafted. I'm going to say third round, Jonathan. What do you think? Sean Coleman, third round. Uh, I mean, it, it's an interesting spot. You know, it, everybody's always looking for more linemen. Uh, anywhere from, you know, the third to the sixth, obviously, it's just – it, it, it's really interesting to watch and see, and see what what's going to happen with him because of his backstory and all that. So we'll, we'll have to see how the draft progresses as teams start getting linemen heavy. But I think anywhere in the and, and you know, really I'm looking at the third day. I think anywhere from the fourth or the sixth. Okay, Sonny, you probably don't know who we're talking about, do you? I know, I know exactly who you're talking about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the mean mean man. This guy's not going to get drafted. He's going to go in as a free agent somewhere, 
and then end up getting cut. It's a great back story. I do love the story. Um, but the NFL is harsh. Now, you've seen the Rams go out and do the grab the gay guy, okay? And we've seen where that ended up. And it, more in the fact that draft picks, even sometimes in those later rounds, they're very valuable. And someone's going to shoot the moon on a draft pick on that guy. And, and like I said, great story, great player. But I think that backstory is going to be enough to maybe where he's going to get overlooked and he's going to end up being a free agent. Yeah, and I, I question him even being able to leave Cuervo. And you know who I'm talking about. I just wondered why he would go to the NFL draft when he really got abused last year. When he got what last year? I'm sorry. He got abused. He didn't really do anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sometimes okay, don't worry we about see it. guys all the time. Yeah, we see it all the time we're guys trying to leave the list where they should. Bobby, take over for a minute. Well, yeah. As, as we get going here, we are talking NFL draft. There's a lot of things going on in the NFL draft. I, I, think, I think one of the interesting picks – that are going to be happening. I like the number three pick intrigues me. I've already talked a little bit about that number three pick, but the San Diego Chargers, you know, not in obviously in the uh, oh, what do you say in the running here for a uh, quarterback, obviously. So. Um, their biggest need is offensive linemen. So offensive linemen that are out there, there's some good ones that are there um, that could go. Who do you think is going to head? Where, where, what about the Chargers there, Jonathan? I mean, this is a football team that cannot seem to get over the hump. And really, to me, even though they need specific help, I think anybody can help at that number three position except that quarterback because they're going to stick with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, with the Chargers, you know, obviously they could use a lot of talent in a lot of places, uh, especially defensively. Um, but I honestly, because Philip Rivers of his age, and this is this is why I really, put, you know, they they want to try, they want to win, and they know Philip Rivers needs to stay, you know, stay upright for them to win. You know, and they 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 believe they can get a receiver in the second day. Um, and go ahead and uh, you know get one in that second round and third round. So I think this is going to come down to Tunsil and Ronnie Stanley. And there's a lot. There's a real big late push here saying they're going to take Stanley, the left tackle out of Notre Dame. Um, I don't understand that. Laramie Tunsil to me is clear cut the best offensive lineman in this draft. He is your prototypical left tackle, and I think that should be the pick. I think I'm right there with you as far as that guy being the pick. Um, right there, I agree. I think offense that you got to put. We talk about it, and I talk about the Dallas Cowboys. You know, protect the guy that's going to get you the, the points. The defense is great, but they're not going to get you as many points, obviously. So you need to find the guy that's going to be uh, out there. There's a couple of guys out there that I, I don't think are going to go in the top, but Alshon Robinson out of Alabama, I think that guy has also got a little bit of work 
that he could do as well. I, so uh, let's talk a little Alshon Robinson and Alabama in general. How are they going to do in this draft, Cuervo? Is Alabama ready to take that step and and continue what they do, you know, and provide football teams with players? But will they be good? Because we already know the knock on Alabama uh, players. Well, Sonny, I, I think this year is going to be uh... – for Alabama standards, a down year for as far as number of draft picks being being uh, taken. I think you're going to see probably three to four solid picks. Uh, you might get one in the first round, and and then you get three or four more after that. So, I mean, we we've seen Alabama have five first round picks alone in the past, but this year it's a little different. I, I don't think we're going to see as high a volume. Jonathan, what do you think about Alabama? Is is Cuervo right, you know, as far as how many players that are going to get drafted and will one happen today? Uh, I think we'll see a first-round pick from Alabama. Um, I, I think Rizzy Ragland definitely is going to get taken in the first round, even with the, uh, the injury scare. Um, now, lo- looking at it, you know, it will seem like a down year for Alabama producing talent. But they're they're bringing back a lot of talent along the offensive line, um, at receiver, and at on um, defense. You know, defensive line obviously they're producing you know producing guys in Robinson and Reed. But I, I think Alabama, yeah, it'll technically quote unquote be a down draft, but that's good for the school because that means that they have more guys coming back. Arkansas has got a running back that might – will Alex Collins. What, what, I mean, I saw this guy up close and personal. This guy's quick, very fast with his feet, makes great cuts, by the way. Um, you know, I don't know Cuervo. I mean, if you know much about Arkansas and Alex Collins, where do you think that – what do you think a team is – is there a team that would be looking for an Alex Collins right now, or is this one that if it just falls to me, I'll grab him? Well, first of all, I don't like what he did to my Tennessee balls last year, so I definitely know who he is. But um, yeah, I think I think he's he's a guy that um, you know is a he's a solid dude. So I mean, he, you know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't do anything spectacular, but he's very good at everything. Nothing spectacular about him, but very good. It's kind of like the saying you know, jack of all trades, but, but master of none. But I, 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 that's what I think of when I think of Collins and his, and his running game. He's not, he doesn't have spectacular speed or spectacular. You know, I said, I know you, you said he, he make good, makes good cuts, but is he, you know, is he Reggie Bush or LaDainian Tomlinson? So, but he's very good at what he does. So not great, but very good. Really solid all around guy. I mean, he can, I don't think anybody's going to trade up to get this kid, but um, he's definitely going to go to a team and, and, and really provide some, some you know, goal line opportunities or, or, or even just to fill in if, if an injury was to happen. That's what I was worried about was his size, especially at the goal line. That was one. I mean, I stood next to him. The guy wasn't very much taller to me. Interviewed him right there. Nice kid, everything. But I think I was taller than he is. So, you know, so I'm worried about him, at, like you said, at the goal line. What, what's this guy going to be able to – is he going to be able to get into the end zone? I think he can be a good guy that you could add to your football team. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys and Arkansas – their Arkansas connection 
I remember talking to him about it. He said, yeah, I'd like to come to Dallas. So, yeah, who knows? That's going to be – I mean, and by the way, as far as that thing that I did out there with the ESPN, Jalen Ramsey was there, and and up in his little perch that a lot of people didn't know was Jerry Jones and his son watching that. They had a front row seat for a lot of guys that they could take a look at in this uh, in this uh, draft. Cody Kessler, Cardell Jones, and Brandon, Brandon Dowdy was there. Austin uh, Robinson, Kevin Dodd, and Shaq Lawson were there. Jalen Ramsey, Corey Coleman was there. Will Fuller was also there. We just got done talking about. And Alex Collins and um, Darren Lee, a linebacker there out of Ohio State. And then, of course, Reggie Ragland. Those guys were there. And uh, Jerry Jones got a front, you know, front row seat and a big screen TV right in front of his uh, thing. So he got an opportunity to see a lot of guys without having to invite them in. So uh, pretty interesting thing that happened back in February. So, um, but getting ready for this one. Are you back there, Tarvin? I'm going to go with a no. I, yeah, I take that silence means no. I'm so, here. Um, I'm here. Oh, there he is. He's back. He's got a, he's got a, uh, he's got a uh, sandwich in his mouth, so I think he's. <laughs> You're damn right. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sound very well, so I knew it was there. So, you know, draft day is here, and the, the, all the mocks draft. And so this was one question. I mean, when you're looking at the mock drafts, I mean, do you actually look at them? Is there certain guys that you look at? I mean, Kemp, you know, everybody talks about Mel Kaiser and, and him and being the one of the best in the business of doing what he does. But I don't know if you're like me. I, those are the guys I stay away from because if he's considered the best in the he, – he's not very – none of these guys are very accurate, I mean, outside the top three picks in the in these drafts. So, I mean, is there any certain guy, Jonathan, that you look at when they start doing drafts, uh, doing the mock drafts that you actually take seriously? Uh, actually, yeah, uh, Matt Miller from the Bleacher Report. Um, I, I, I trust him, uh, not only his analysis, but I'm very critical of a lot of these quote-unquote expert scouts and their, their analysis of guys that I've watched and I, I have feelings on. Um, but I trust him a lot. He's, he's had a, a good uh, ear to the ground. He's been here, you know, he, and a lot of the things he's been saying have uh, really been picked up by a lot of other people as well. I I think Matt Miller is one of the good ones. Uh, Landry, uh, I think Chris Landry has been pretty good as far as it goes. And that's another guy that when I listen to him talk, I go, yeah, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. I like Kuiper, but I don't like his success. You know, that's where I get back to it. Uh, Cuervo, is there any guy that you look at when the mock drafts are going on that you like what you're hearing from? Uh, I, I think I like I'm, I'm like you, Sonny. I mean, Kuiper, I think, is the most, you know, reliable, I guess you can say. I mean, he's been doing the business for a long time. So he knows people. He knows a lot of people. And uh, But, I mean, unless unless you can predict the future, Sonny, none of these guys are, are going to ever be, uh, you know, perfectly accurate. It's just way too unpredictable, you know, when it comes to predicting who teams are going to take it. It's just, there's way too many variables, but, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, Kuiper's a guy that's been doing it for a long time. He knows, he has a lot of connections. So to me, I think he's, he's the guy 
if anybody, you can get reliable information. I think we just lost Cuervo there. But that that being said, the the draft order. I mean, uh, th- let's look at some of the other play uh, other teams that are going to be looking at their picks. Like you know, I'm very interested in the the uh, Saints pick uh, in the first round. They're at number twelve. And this is a football team, Jonathan, that, you know, you're, we're already hearing that Drew Brees is, I'm not giving up my spot. Is Drew Brees the guy, I mean, still, um, or do they actually have to start looking for a quarterback this year, or are they going to wait until next year in the draft? Well, they drafted Garrett Grace and the quarterback out of Colorado State last year. Uh, I know they really like him. They're going to try and groom him and bring him along slowly. Uh, so that's obvious. I don't know if they're going to jump for a quarterback. There's been rumors linking them to Paxton Lynch or Connor Cook or Hackenberg. Uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. I think for the first round, though, uh, I think the Saints are either going to look at getting either uh, Dotson or Trouble receiver to replace uh, Marcus Colston, or I think they look at defensive side of the ball. And one name I keep hearing linked to them is a Sheldon Rankins, the uh, defensive lineman, uh, really interior lineman, uh, out of uh, Louisville. Uh, it seems like he's been a very popular name in the uh, French Quarter. Now, the Tennessee Titans, they traded out of that spot down to 15. Cuervo, what do you think the Tennessee Titans were going to do? You know, Freddie, I mean, that, that, I thought that they were going to take an offensive lineman at number one. There might, There's probably going to be another guy that they're looking at a 15. Maybe if, if uh, you know, Stanley's still available, then that's probably a guy they could probably look at. But, I mean, you know, it, it, there's a reason that Tennessee drafted out of that spot. Detroit Lions, they lose their court, their uh, wide receiver. Big, big news about Calvin Johnson being done. Do they – Lions, do they go wide receiver? Jonathan, I don't know what you think. Well, and see, that that's an interesting situation. The Lions could go wide receiver. Um, and, but the Lions, <laughs> the Lions have a lot of holes. That, that's the problem with Detroit. Um, you know, they, they really don't have a receiver. They really don't, you know, other outside of uh, Golden Tate, they really don't have a, lot, uh, a left tackle. Um the guy they have over there, Riley Rice, should be playing on the right-hand side. Uh, they need interior line help now that Sue and Fairley are both gone. They need a middle linebacker. They need cornerbacks. I mean, the Lions really are a true wild card. They can go anywhere. I think Reggie Ragland fits them like a glove. Um, I, I think they could go receiver as well if, like, a Treadwell or a Dotson is there. Um uh, they, they could try and go left tackle and maybe look at Taylor Decker from Ohio State. I, I think Stanley would be gone, and Conklin's really a right tackle. Uh, they can even look at corner and look at a guy like a Mackenzie Alexander. You know, Detroit's really going to be all over the place, and their, their pick's going to be interesting to see what happens. That was one of my favorite ones when I was looking at them. I was like, that is a team that could go any which way as far as grabbing up a player and, and getting going. Now, a little bit, you know, a little bit further down, the Washington Redskins doing a lot of talking, you know, as far as they're This is a football franchise that does, you know, 
Their, their draft picks have been horrible as of late. Their Cuervo in this and the number twenty-one position is not the prime position to be grabbing up a player. Um, but then again, it is in the first round. You know, the Washington Redskins in a division where Lord knows, if you have a four-sided coin, it could be any of the four that can make it into the playoffs. So, you know, that having been said, the Washington Redskins. You know, they they go ahead, they grab up the quarterback, you know, out of you know, out of Carolina. What what do you think the main focus is gonna be for the Washington Redskins going into this draft there, Cuervo? Well, I think now that they have a a corner, Sonny, I think they need to uh really focus on, you know, some other defensive uh help and I and I think maybe somebody up front could be somebody that they could look at. Um, you know, so I, I definitely think it's going to be, you know, improving that front seven because, you know, they've, they've gone through quite a few guys that just haven't, uh, you know, worked out for whatever reason. So, they, you know, it's back to the drawing board really on the defensive side. Jonathan, what do you think Washington? Oh, well, I think Washington uh, is going to look on the defensive side. Uh, offensive line-wise, I, I think, you know, they obviously have a very good left tackle, and there's really no guard to take this high. I know Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama, is getting buzzed. I know the Redskins are looking at him pretty hard. That, that could be somebody there. But I agree with Prairie. I think defense is, is probably where they're going to wind up going. Uh, somebody in the front seven would make sense. Um, I, you know, obviously, they, if they can get secondary help, that's never a bad idea considering they kind of have Josh Norman and nothing else. Now, taking a look a little bit lower, the Green Bay Packers at 27. And I say to myself, wow, this is a team that always picks down in the latter part of the draft. And that this is always a team that seems to find a player. That, you know, Eddie Lacy is one. I mean, you throw him, throw him a Twinkie, he'll run the football. But. This is a team traditionally that I think, and this is just what I think, I don't know about what Cuervo, this is a team that drafts very well. They usually find what they need in Green Bay. And I know you don't like talking about Green Bay, Cuervo, but this is a team that seems to put things together. Who do you think they're going to go after? I don't know, but I hope they I hope they screw it up. That's what I hope. But they probably so do. Uh, <laughs> they'll screw they it up. They won't screw it up. I want them to screw it up. But, I mean, you know, I mean, Green Bay is Green Bay. As much as a bad taste that puts in my mouth. Um, I think think what Green Bay needs to do is, I mean, they they could either find, I know they they re-signed James Starks, but, you know, bringing in another guy to to, uh, provide a one-two punch with uh, Lacey could be a, uh, direction they look at, or they could look at um, maybe even trying to get some more protection for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if if, it, if they were smart, that'd probably be the direction that they go. Um, so that that's that's where I think they go. The best offensive lineman available at the time is probably who Green Bay is going to take. I don't know, Jonathan. That seems to be the thing to do, especially with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I have. I don't think it would be a bad idea for them to take the best offensive lineman out there. Um, 
that being said, I think that they, after Jordy Nelson's injury, we saw how they struggled last year. Randall Cobb had a hard time getting open being the guy. So I, I think that they, um, the Packers might look hard at a receiver, whether Will Fuller falls to them, whether it's a Michael Thomas out of Ohio State. I, I think this is a team that could and probably should look at getting another receiver. Um, but you can never go wrong with offensive line help. They've had offensive line issues for I can't tell you how many years now, and their defense isn't very good either. So they'd be looking to add another defender. I don't know where they would think about it, maybe another linebacker. Uh, but the, the Packers, I mean, their first-round picks outside of Rodgers haven't exactly had great success. They've been having phenomenal success with really the second, third, and fourth round, mainly the third round. So I think it's a team to keep an eye on uh, in the first round because they're a wild card. You know, they just try to take the best player on the board. Now, the big news that's coming out, I read the other yesterday, actually, the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders might be Las Vegas bound, I, you know, and I never thought I'd hear it. I never thought I would see it as far as bringing an NFL team to the Las Vegas and around the Strip area. That having been said, that opens up a market for Vegas. Vegas loves the fact that they'll have a 60,000, 70,000 people still in town on a Sunday in the wintertime, um, you know, but, I mean, is this the right idea? I mean, you know, and the Raiders are jumping, the Raiders' ownership, they're going to want to jump all over this one, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think Vegas is an interesting location to have a, to have a football team. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm just not seeing it, but, like, you know, what, what kind of crowd are you drawing when you – bring a team to Las Vegas, you know, is, is it going to be a bunch of uh, suits, a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of white collared uh, people that probably don't even, don't even know what a football is made of, like what material it's made of. Like what kind of crowd are you trying to draw when you, gamblers. When you go to a place gamblers like, is what I they're mean, drawing. But they're not going to go to the games. I mean, maybe they don't care about that. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they don't care. They sell tickets. Well, they just want them to bet on their team. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. As as a gambler, I will say that there are people out there, and my uncle's one of them, who will not bet a game unless he will will not go to a game unless he has action on it. So, and the, you know, Vegas is a hot spot tourist destination. You know, you know, it's gonna just be it's gonna be just like L.A. where you're gonna be able to draw in the fans from the other teams. So I think Vegas is a more viable option than Oakland at this point, though, and I think that's the bigger thing here. Oakland has proven that they're no longer a viable option for for uh, the Raiders, so they got to look at anywhere they can. And I think Vegas wouldn't be a terrible a terrible thing for them, especially since they've been expanding and more and more people are moving there. I think you can draw a fan base uh, in Vegas. Yeah, you know. Now, granted, you know, Sonny is an indoor guy. They had an indoor football team that they had out there. It was ran by a rock and roll star. Uh, that didn't work. Um, so the, at least the indoor portion of football wasn't going to work in L.A. I, you know, it is the NFL. The NFL is the biggest ticket, you know, as far as the, you know, gambling going on, the biggest the biggest bet is a is an NFL bet during the NFL season. Um, so I think that they could 
but I think I'm with Cuervo on this one. You know, I, I don't know if I want to go fight the traffic when I can sit at the Bellagio sitting there watching the game right there and, and instead of fighting the crowd. I don't know. It, it's an interesting situation. I mean, I cannot remember. They, didn't they, have the, they had the Las Vegas Gamblers of the USFL, I think, wasn't it? It, it? I think that was the team in the USFL, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah. I don't remember how they drew back in those days. But, you know, with, with everybody making the bet and they can't make – I mean, it'd be interesting. Will, will they have – well, they had cages there to where you can make a bet on the game. I, hell, I don't, you know, it's it's a really interesting situation. And I think they kept it away from Vegas for the reason. Um, I think that's also, you know, opening the door to a lot of problems as far as players. You know, when they fly in, you know, they're going to hit the, they're going to hit the clubs. They're going to hit the casinos. They're going to hit that, you know, you know, obviously the main business the is football, but they're not very far away from Vegas, Jonathan. Someone's going to be drug into something, and something's going to end up happening. We're going to hear more news about them more than we want to hear. Well, it's funny because I, uh, my family knew the mayor of Vegas back in the uh, the 80s and 90s, and um, their, the conversation Vegas always had was they wanted an NBA team because it's indoors, it's a smaller crowd, obviously, 20,000, 25,000, 30,000 people at the most. They've always wanted an NBA team. And now Vegas is looking at it to where, well, are we really going to say no an NFL team? Well, of course not, because then they're going to have a Super Bowl in Vegas. And a Super Bowl in Vegas would be huge. Let's be honest. It'd be massive. Yeah. And the NFL has embraced the gambling more and more, you know, with the daily fantasy and things like that. So I, I honestly believe – that having a team in Vegas is something that could be a viable option. I think they could draw. If they think L.A. can draw, they think Vegas can draw. And the nice thing is, uh, you know, being that I've been to Vegas, you, know, you can drive to California from Vegas. You know, it's, it's a little bit, but the, some of the Raider fans can make the trips to the games, and I think they will from their location. And the Raiders are kind of a team, it's like the Miami Hurricanes, where they have fans everywhere. Yeah, that that's huge. I you know I I agree with you there. I mean, you know, they they will have a Super Bowl in Vegas if they get a team, if they get a stadium, and they're ready to go. And they're already talking about a billion dollar stadium. I was doing a little bit of watching on this. I'm like, goodness gracious, this is going to be crazy. Um, so that that being said, I, I, they will have a Super Bowl if they grab it up there. Whatever, I, what do you think the chances are? I mean, you know, really. I mean, is this a viable option? Is this something that would be – that's the question. Is it good for the NFL? Forget about the gamblers. It's always going to be good for the gamblers. Is it good for the NFL? Well, yes, it would be good for the NFL because of the gamblers. I mean, think about how much more money can, can be brought in on top of what they already make. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think they – I think the, you know, the dollar signs are, are – you know, in their eyes already thinking about it. So, you know, I mean, I think it, it, you know because of them, that's why they're thinking, hell yeah, it's, it's a viable, you know, it's a possibility. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think I want me maybe maybe I'm just old fashioned. I think I don't think we should have it in there. I don't think that's the place for it. But then again, I'm I'm from the old school, so you know, I can only keep it, you know. 
I, I just know we're going to hear stories. There's going to be well, stories happening well, well, 90, all over the place. Ninety-nine percent of the beds, ninety-nine percent of beds are are placed illegally. You know, one percent of beds mm-hmm. are placed in Vegas. So, so I really don't think the the gambling part's a concern for it. Now, now these young kids coming into Vegas, pissing all their money away at the crap table, yeah, but not, you know, betting on their own team or games or anything like that. But I could see Sonny. If you're a young kid, 19 or 22 years old, you got millions of dollars and you're by a blackjack table, you know, or crap, roulette, it's easy to get addicted yep. to these, these things. And these guys could just lose everything they have and maybe working just to, to feed that addiction they have. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, there's something about it. I don't know if I feel good about it, but I guess we'll find that out when it's starting. Hey, Five more minutes left to go in your show, Tarvin. I'm going to bail right here and get my show up and running over there on the Couch Potato Sports Show. All right. Remember, in five minutes, you're going to be able to listen to Sonny, Cuervo, Jonathan, and myself periodically, 347-215-7497. Did I say that right, Cuervo? You did. That is correct. All right, in just a few minutes, we're gonna we're gonna find out who's gonna be the pick. And man, I would love to see Cuervo be right in that second pick, not go to a quarterback or something or that first pick. And people are gonna go on tilt, guys. I'm telling you, people will go on tilt. Well, That's what I'm, I'm Harvey, looking forward to. I don't I don't think I've mentioned it, but I think if if Philly does not go QB at number two, I think and. You know, I know Jonathan's going to jump on me for this, but he might like it because he's a seminal guy. But I think Ramsey's going to be the guy if it's not Wentz. Because if you think about it, they traded away Maxwell, okay? And then you think about the receivers that are in that division alone. Who do they got to face six out of their 16 games? Odell Beckham Jr., Des Bryant, and Deshaun Jackson slash Pierre Garçon. Jalen's not going to play corner. Who's not? Who's going to play safety, though? Yeah, Ramsey will play free safety. I mean, that he, he'll – I mean, Ramsey's going to be we'll Ed Reed. He ain't going to cover nobody. He'll play the middle of the field. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I, I know I know he well, said guys, he's not going to play anything but quarter. But, guys, it's going to be interesting to see. 347-215-497. We're going to go ahead and exit off here, and we're going to transition over to Sunny's show, guys. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Have a great evening, guys. See you in a few. All right, Tarvin.